are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're going to preview a little bit of what's coming up in a couple hours as podcast number, what is it? what are we at right now? I always forget. My gosh, I'm terrible at this. Podcast number 360 is coming. We'll talk about that, preview it for a little bit. We're going to talk about what I posted yesterday in regards to Joey's season of The Bachelor filming, where they're headed to next. Survivor last night was a good one. Big Brother tonight. And you know what else is premiering tonight? You might want to have to set your DVRs, House of Villains, on the E! Network. We'll have to talk about that briefly. And we'll get to all that momentarily. So I want to start out with this. Today's podcast, number 360, is with Dave Neal. You know him as your resident Bachelor YouTube recapper. He's got the Driving with Dave series on YouTube that's become very popular. I was his first guest, by the way. I just wanted to uh, pat myself on the back for that. But (laughs) so Dave and I spend a, a lot of time talking today about some things that he has covered recently in his YouTube channel. And we do spend a lot of time on the Clayton story because it just will not go away. And you might ask yourself, and you'll hear us talk about this numerous times on the podcast today, why are you still talking about this? Well, because the woman in question is not only not backing down, she's doubling down, she's tripling down, she's quadrupling down. Like, even after Clayton came out with what he said on Friday, which is, got my paternity test back, no, little to no fetal DNA present. Within an hour, she was screaming at the top of her lungs, Clayton is lying, the test is inconclusive, I'm sending another sample to the lab. And it's like, okay, well, that sample's probably going to show exactly what the first sample did. I, I, I don't really understand what she's doing. I think it's dangerous. I think she needs help. But is she going to listen to me? No, because she sent me another long-winded email yesterday just bloviating about anything and everything, not to mention sending me a video, a photo, an email exchange, and I'm just like, great, I don't believe you. Have not responded. I'm not going to respond. There's no point to respond to her. I'm not going to justify anything that she says. You know, my I've said from the beginning, from the second the Sun article article came out and first exposed this story, I've never believed it from the beginning. It never made any sense to me. There are too many loopholes and there are too many holes in her story, too many things from her past. I'm sorry, I just do not believe any of this. And as you'll hear me say on the podcast with Dave today, if by some point zero 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 one percent chance I am wrong on this I'll absolutely apologize I'll take down anything she wants me to take down but I don't believe I am so I'm not really worried that I'm gonna have to do that because what is being alleged versus what is actually out there the best way I can describe this right now based on everything that she has emailed me and everything that she has told me and this is and this is the easiest way to sum it up without getting into too many details because you're going to hear Dave and I talk about a lot today on the podcast number 360. But the best way I can describe this whole situation with her emailing me, her emailing Dave, but in particular with me is she thinks I'm dumb. There's no other reason, there's no other explanation as to looking at this from the outside. She thinks I'm dumb. 
I don't know how else to put it. She doesn't think that I have any means of research. She doesn't think that I have any way to go to other people to actually try and find out the truth about things. She just thinks I'm dumb. There's no other explanation. And unfortunately for her, I've got a lot of resources at my hand. And the more she emails me, it's just like in one ear, out the other. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks for this new bit of evidence that I don't believe one bit. The problem in all of this is she is a person, clearly, having dealt with her for the last two or three weeks, she is clearly someone that gets off on attention. And the fact that I am just not going to acknowledge her is pissing her off even more. Probably why I keep getting emails. She keeps emailing me when I'm not responding to her. So that kind of shows. And I think I think, uh, I think a lot of you need to maybe take a look at this situation from the outside looking in as well. And just, if you're a woman and you have been pregnant in your life and you've been pregnant with twins, ask yourself this question. At the five-month mark or four-year, four-months and three-week mark, which we'd be currently at with this woman in question, just call it the five-month mark. At the five-month mark when you were pregnant, either with one child or two, did you have the time and energy to spend hours upon hours upon hours upon hours online all day, every day, emailing with random strangers trying to prove to them that you were pregnant? My guess is every single one of you that has been in this situation would answer no. It just doesn't make, none of it makes any sense. It just, the fat, the more defensive she gets and the more she screams from the mountaintops that she is pregnant with twins, the more I don't believe her. That's how I feel. It, there are so many things here. It's just like, it's it's very hard, obviously, to to verbally just do this because there's so many visual things that you need to see and you need to follow and trails of things you need to follow. That's why I had Dave on because if you saw his videos when he posted them, they were very, very descriptive and he was telling both sides of the story. He was telling what she was representing and he was also telling the other side that is out there. So he was laying out both sides. My thing is this, I've seen both sides and my opinion is, I don't believe any of it on her, on her end. I just don't. And there's, and there's a lot of things that verbally would just be so hard to explain. You, almost, you do need visuals for something like this because as simple as you may think it is, it is so intricate and so many things are being floating around on the internet, so many things that she is sending out in emails to strangers, to me, to Dave, to Clayton. It is the craziest fucking story I have easily ever come across covering Bachelor Nation stuff. Easily. It's not even close. And the only thing I can equate it to, honestly, is a situation that I dealt with in my personal life about nine or ten years ago. The amount of manipulating, the amount of gaslighting, the amount of fake things being sent and emails being doctored and stuff like that and things being doctored and fake phone calls being made like it's that's what happened with me and this is just so eerily similar and that's the only thing I can equate it to and I went through hell for about three years 
It was awful. And it was it got to a point where you just you it was a lot of it I guess would be the definition of gaslighting. I began to question my own reality of wait a second, what is real here and what isn't? It was it was the most bizarre thing, but I'm not going to get into that part of it. I'm just saying I'm equating this story to that because there's nothing in Bachelor Nation over the years in the 20 years I've been covering this franchise. There's nothing even close to this story. Nothing. And it's not just a, oh, wait, somebody's pregnant and she says it's Clayton's and Clayton says it isn't. Oh, why can't we just get over and done with? You would think <laughs> this is a pretty, you know, this isn't, as I said in the very beginning, this isn't a domestic violence case. This isn't someone accusing Clayton of he hit me and he said, no, I didn't. And we've got no video footage or camera footage or photos or anything. And it's just a he said, she said. This is a story that has an end game to it because someone is claiming pregnancy. So that means at the end of nine months, you better produce two babies. And I am under the assumption that that is not going to happen. That's my opinion. I don't think it's going to happen. And that's why it's just like, well, it's it's still a kind of a wait and see approach. Even after Clayton said what he did on Friday, there's still stuff going on because she's challenging that. She's challenging what Clayton said. He's lying. The results are inconclusive. Okay, wait a second. So the lab told Clayton, dude, you're scot-free. And she's saying, no, the lab didn't call him. Like, there's so many different things at play here. But um, anyway, <laughs> it's craziness. But uh, you will hear a lot of that on the podcast uh, with Dave Neal and I coming up in a couple hours. This podcast brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Eat clean the delicious way this October with flavor-packed recipes like buttery lemon garlic shrimp, harissa apricot chicken, maple butternut squash risotto, and sriracha tamari beef bowls. They are to die for. Go to greenchef.com slash 60realitysteve and use code 60realitysteve to get 60% off plus free shipping. This is a new code. Back in the day, we had a different code. This is a new one. Go to greenchef.com slash 60realitysteve. Use code 60realitysteve to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, number one meal kit for eating well. All right, let's talk Survivor last night. Really good episode. And I think we can put the Lulu tribe into one of the worst tribes in the history of the show, right? I think that's fair to say because they are 0 for 3. I mean, they did win an actual reward challenge, so maybe we can't because there are tribes that never won anything. But... They won the reward challenge, but then once they got to the immunity challenge, they failed miserably. They were way behind on the puzzle. The two other tribes, Reba, and I can't remember the other one, uh, the name of the other one, they got it right, and Lulu went to Tribal Council again last night, and they made you think uh, that Caleb was going home, and uh, Sabia didn't post, uh, didn't end up having a vote, but then she ended up getting an immunity idol that she didn't use and she got voted out. So basically she got blindsided, but because the Lulu tribe is so bad, I'm sure going into this survivor season, producers were not thinking, okay, after three tribal councils, we need to drop your buffs, but that's what's happening next week because Lulu is so bad and you can't, you can't go into reward challenges, immunity challenges, and say, hey, two teams, you got to sit three people out. It's just not. And shit, if they did, they'd still beat Lulu. Lulu is terrible. I know they won the reward last night, but they're terrible. They're not winning anything. And I, it was a good episode, but again, the editing really 
played with your mind, and it really, it really made you think Caleb was gone. It did show you both sides. It showed you uh, Sabia saying, I'm blindsiding Caleb, and then Caleb saying, we're blindsiding Sabia. So it's just like, you didn't know. And, but the way once we got to Tribal, and Sabia was dealing with the immunity idol in the wax candle, you were like, okay, it looks like if she gets this immunity idol, you know, the wax candle melts down, she gets it, she's going to use it. Why wouldn't she? And so that clearly shows a blind side when you walk out of the game with an idol. Clearly, you didn't think you were getting voted out, but a, uh, a really uh, good episode last night. Now, I wanted to talk about Joey filming Ending in Spain. And like I said, I've got 12 of the women. Uh, 12 women were in Spain. I've got 10, I believe, and just still waiting to get confirmation. But as I posted yesterday on Twitter and on my Instagram stories, and if you missed the Instagram story since they delete after 24 hours, I have everything in terms of Joey's spoilers this season. Anything I put on my Instagram story, I try to remember to put in my highlights. So there isn't a ton in there because there hasn't been a lot that's been spoiled this season about Joey's season, but it's in there. On my highlights, it just says Joey's spoilers. So as I posted yesterday, they are going to Canada, Jasper, Alberta, Canada for episodes. Oh, sorry, Montreal for episode six. Jasper, Alberta, Canada, I've been told for episode seven. Now, if you remember correctly, back in 2021 or 2021, I had posted that back in January, I had posted towards the end of January that uh, Jasper Park Lodge, the Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge was going to be used for that bachelorette season. Because remember, we were still, that was right around the time the vaccine was coming out, at least nationwide to people and the bachelorette was coming up, and that was Katie's season. And I, I posted back in January of 2021, they're going and they're staying at the ja- Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge because it had been rented out from February 23rd to April 29th. All 449 rooms were being closed down, and they would not confirm it. They obviously never said, oh, yes, we're filming it here because they don't give stuff away like that. But then guess who had already had reservations there, had their bookings canceled so that would be the only reason that you would tell people who had already had a reservation yeah you can't have this anymore leaving because the bachelorette came to them at a time where we were really not knowing how to function and how to film something with covid going on but obviously abc did not respond for questions and then it was unclear how canada was going to deal with their health restrictions because they were pretty strict about COVID at that time. And as we know, they never ended up filming at the Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge for Katie season. They went to New Mexico. So hearing now that they are going to film in Jasper for episode seven, my guess would be that's what they're going to use, almost like a, a make good, a do over. Like, hey, we were set to film with you for a whole season. We get it. We'll make it up to you later on in a future season. It seems like that would be where they would go, but I haven't gotten any sort of confirmation on that. So if you're in the Jasper area and you want to check it out, it would be um, probably mid to next week when they get there because filming for Montreal starts tomorrow and then it would be Friday, Saturday, Sunday with Rose Ceremony Monday and then they would use Tuesday to fly to Jasper and start probably Wednesday of next week in Jasper. So 
And it doesn't mean, and, and look, if Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge is not being used next Wednesday, doesn't mean the show isn't going to be in Jasper. I'm just saying they were set to film there in 2021, and now they're going back to Jasper. My guess would be, hey, we're making it up to you. I know the first time around it was supposed to be a whole season filmed at your lodge, but we'll at least give you one episode this year. So if anybody has any ties to the Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge and you want to check it out and maybe find out if they are staying there, that'd be great. If not, no biggie. Big Brother tonight, we're going to talk about it, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody that doesn't want to know because I know there are some people that don't follow the live feed, so mute or fast forward right now if you don't want to know. All right, we're back. And the power of veto was used by Jag. He took Felicia off the block, and Bowie Jane had to put somebody new up, and she put Cameron up, and by all accounts from the last things that I've read, it is definitely Cameron going home tonight. It's going to be a unanimous vote, and Cameron is just going scorched earth on the house and telling everybody in the house, Matt and Jag are running the show. You, you need to go after them, which is what kind of what uh, McCole said as she was headed out the door last week, right? Didn't she make it seem? Didn't she say that, hey, Matt, Jag, and Bowie Jane have an alliance, and you and you are next and all this stuff? So apparently Cameron pretty much knows he's gone and I guess is just laying into everybody and selling Matt and Jag out because of the Fugitive Alliance where he thinks he's in one with Matt and Jag and then he's realizing, oh, wait a second, this was just a temporary alliance. They had no they had no intentions of ever carrying me to the end like they claimed they would. So keep that in mind as we head uh, for tonight's episode. It should be interesting. I'm really curious to see again once Cameron, I'm assuming, gets voted out. What he says to Julie, if he knows about the Jared and Suri uh, relationship, and um, I, it's amazing that nobody's come close. Every time Judy Julie has asked somebody, nobody seems to have known. And now maybe we're going to get to these people have been there sixty days now. Maybe they've thought about it more. Maybe Blue has spoiled it to somebody. I, I don't think she has, but I. It's amazing that nobody seems to put two and two together. And you know what? With Jared out of the house, maybe Cameron is just, it's not even going to be on his mind that Suri and Jared are related because Jared isn't top of mind because he hasn't had to think about him in what, seven days, 14 days? Can't remember. Did Jared leave last week? The week before? I think it was last week. So yeah, I, I, I just don't think that. I, my guess is Cameron isn't going to guess who's related in the house because Julie is going to ask. And I like the fact that she's changed the ways that she's asked. She's now asking which two people are related in the house as opposed to in the first few episodes, she was asking the evicted person who had a pre-existing relationship, which is different from saying who's related. But she's changed it up. And finally, you know what? You need to add to your DVR tonight. At least I'm going to check out the first couple episodes and that is House of Villains on the E! Channel. It's being hosted by Joel McHale, and it's your favorite quote-unquote villains in reality TV over the years. Johnny Bananas, Johnny Fairplay, and Fisa from, what, 90 Day Fiance. I've literally watched one season of 90 Day Fiance, and it happened to be the season that Anfisa was on, and that relationship just blew my mind away. I could not believe what I was watching. Uh, Corinne from Nick's season of The Bachelor, is on this. Jax Taylor, Tiffany Pollard, Tanisha Thomas, Omarosa, who is just a reality show vet at this point. I feel like she's been on every single show. Uh, and then 
Uh, Abhishek, I don't know what show he is on. And Bobby Lights, I don't know what show uh, they're on. So these are your villains. It's I don't even know the I don't even know the premise of the show. It looks like they compete in just by seeing the commercial. It looks like they compete in challenges and it's for money. I don't think people are voted out. Maybe they are. Maybe they. Are. I don't know. But this is just villains of reality TV living in a house, competing for challenges, competing in challenges for money. So if you're interested in that, it starts on the E Network tonight. Set your DVRs. I know I am. Thank you very much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you can. As I told you, um, podcast number 360. I already forgot the number. Is it 360? Yeah. 360 with Dave Neal coming out in a couple hours. A lot of Clayton talk in that podcast. Also, the Sports Daily up in an hour from now. Major League Baseball talk, playoff talk. Again, it's just mind-blowing what's happening this season in Major League Baseball in the playoffs. And we're going to talk some college football and some pro football there. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.